it says, if you encounter the sarcasm tag, take a deep breath and move along. Is what it says. Dude, I was like, how is the HTML5 spec actually an engaging read? Like... Wow. <laughs> this has been a whirlwind, man. It really uh, this has. year can, cannot slow down, can it? <laughs> no, no, it can't, dude. We um here we are. We are in Miami for the recording the second episode. I think this one's gonna air first though. Um yeah. we we recorded an episode day before yesterday with Yusuf Samuda. And man, is that a good episode. You guys are in for a good one next oh, week. Oh, man. It was funny because I was joking with uh, with some people that were like, oh, were, were you on uh, Yusuf's podcast yesterday? I was <laughs> like, yeah, I was. I was the guest, actually. <laughs> Dude, seriously, it was so good. And uh, just a lot of really high technical bugs, a lot of great discussions surrounding um, client-side constraints in the browser and that sort of thing. Um, so really looking forward to airing that episode. And I got to re-listen to it myself. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's so awesome like seeing somebody who has... I, I mean, it feels like a niche, right? But it's a web, it's just like web hacking, right? Like yeah. he has he has managed to like corner this niche of like ATOs and post message and like deep JavaScript bugs. And you do that too, man. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Dude, but, uh, yeah. So, so I guess one of the, some of the things that I kind of want to talk about is takeaways from this live hacking event. Um, uh, the, the target is public. It is Capital One. Yep. Um, and it's been a really fun event. Uh, a lot of client side bugs have have rolled out, especially for me. Um, so there's there's a couple of good takeaways there, and and one of those is that I I wasn't paying enough attention to client side routing. I I don't think before this specific event, and like I've been predicting over the past couple months, or even maybe a year at this point since we started the podcast. Um, Client-side path traversal is just going to continue to grow and grow and grow as a bug class. And we've seen that at this event. We've seen it at past events. Paying attention to client-side routing is going to be the new C-Surf in, right. in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Because there there are so many levels of complexity now mm. with just like browsers, right? how the browser is handling requests mm. that you are going to have to rely on client-side path traversal at mm. a certain point, right? Like C-Surf within the next 10 years could not even exist anymore. Yeah, it's right? going to be real tricky. When the browsers remove the the same site lacks default um, sort of uh, caveat that they have, the, the, the top-level navigation with a post request within two minutes of the cookie being set, when that di- goes away, um, it's going to be very hard to implement C-SERFs um, by default, these could, it's going to be safe, which, which is great for the community, but a little bit yeah. sad for us. Yeah. Um, and and so definitely those client side pass reversals are going to continue to be a thing. And and I've seen um, this event um, and, and in past events as well a lot of really interesting stuff surrounding use, chaining those client side pass reversals with open redirects, and then actually being able to control content that's being placed into the application that the application expects to be secure. Right. You know, they're they're trusting their API response, you know, requests right. and and you're gonna get stuff back. And sometimes it's HTML in a JSON blob and then they literally just dump it right into the DOM. Yeah. And you've just got XSS. So um especially when it can be chained with an open redirect, a lot of impact there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um so where did you spend most of your time on the event? 
man, I, I jumped, I jumped all over the place. There was, there was a, a couple things in scope um, that that went out of scope uh, by a certain time. So I, I went and focused on the, the things that were time sensitive first, and then for the rest of the event, man, I was just kind of chugging away on on client side stuff. Um, I've got forty. <laughs> Bless my heart. <laughs> I've got 40 bugs right now. 40. And I was up till 3 a.m. last night um, finding another high uh, and getting it submitted and getting it fully exploited. That's awesome. So I'm, I am toasty right now, but I'm expecting some good results. I'm a little bit nervous right now, though, man, because it's like let's, the event has officially closed yep. and they've only paid 150K, I think, yeah. the last time we looked at it. And they might be paying them out right now as we're recording. Yeah. Yeah, 150k. Yeah. So I I I think that they're 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 lagging a little bit behind on this. So I'm I'm interested to see how it turns out tonight. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll probably end at least three or four hundred k total bounties. That's what I think. At least. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is there was so many dupes, especially on those time sensitive areas. Like like you said, like I remember I checked on the first day mm. and there was like five or ten people who had 25 reports in. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Okay, I need a new time zone. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, yeah. this is crazy. Um, it's crazy. And so, for those of you that aren't familiar with the live hacking event sort of setup, um, how it works in these competition is there's a dupe period for the first uh, week of hacking. So you've got all these top hackers hacking on one target, and then you know the bounties are inflated, and uh, and then. But obviously, there's going to be a lot of dupes because a lot of the top hackers are going to find similar bugs. So um, within that first week all of the bounties that are are dupes are all split evenly between all the reporters. Um, so it's very important within that first week to find all of the things that you can find that you think are not specifically, you know, Rhino Raider bugs or Techno Geek bugs, right? right. And, and get those submitted, get those in before the dupe period ends. And then you can kind of focus on the bigger brain stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I did a, I did a similar approach. So there was, there was a flag that they had set out um, mm -hmm. in the mobile apps. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's, that's my that's my jam. So <laughs> let me said, go. All right, here we go. Yeah. So I went in on that. I got that super quick. Uh, I think I, I think I got it. it hasn't been paid out. You yet, got it first. I'm yeah. pretty sure I got it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I kind of made a, a well, a, it was a mistake, but I didn't know it at the time. Where I spent most of my time on the mobile apps, and again, because my niche, right? So I, you know, I was talking with Rezo. He was like, you know what, dude, just do it. Like focus in, go in. It'll be worth it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And so I started tracking my time this time. This was the first event I tracked my no way, the amount really? of time I hacked. Oh man, you you were going seriously. I was going it. serious. I, honestly, it really helped with like, I don't know, maybe it's just my ADHD, but like having a timer where like if I feel like I've been doing something for a bit. And just being able to like look up and see, oh, like I'm two hours in or three hours in or whatever. Like it's good to feel like I'm making progress and not just like I'm sitting still. Yeah, there's something about putting hours in that that's gratifying in and of itself. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I, I didn't I didn't find anything else other than that. I found like one low and it got close. And the mobile app was tight. Man. It was very it was tight. Very tight. And we and even across the other mobile hackers, I think there were only like one or two other accepted reports on the mobile app scope. Yep. So that's uh, that that was definitely. Um, sad to see. Yeah, you know? yeah, they had a ton of obfuscation on it. I spent a bunch of time getting around. That. Oh yeah, was that I what thought, it was? You know, oh for sure. Like once I get past this obfuscation, good. Like I'm gonna find all the bugs as soon as I get past this. I got past it at like hour six, and oh my gosh, it was just like testing endpoints, looking for other entry points, like looking for anything, and it just nothing panned out. I even uh, pulled out the full list of endpoints. I sent him over to Rezo. He was like, all right, let me fuzz these. Nothing. So wow, dude. Yeah, that's 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 just how the cards lie. Yeah. And I know we were gonna do a. Uh, oh, what, what did you put in the chat? Ther uh, hacker therapy, hacker, man. hacker therapy session, full. man. So like, 
How did that make you feel, Joel, Dude, in that moment? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like, like in the heat of the moment, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm done with Bug Bounty. Like, Dude, <laughs> I know, man. I always feel that way. And then it's like... It, you know, it pulls you back in. To, yeah. You know, when you find something that, and we've got we've got a bug, we've got an ATO on a specific site that we need to go finish up. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I, after this event, we'll we'll go do that, and that'll kind of swing us back around into real. into the proper gotta get that momentum mindset. Going. You know, oh, man, mindset yeah. grind set. Yeah, dude. But I will say the nice thing about tracking the time, I felt like because I knew how many hours I put in, mm. I felt less bad when I decided it was time to cut my losses. Mm. And so when I was like, okay, I'm at 25 hours on this mobile app, I'm done on the mobile app. I'm yeah. not I'm yeah. not spending more time on this. If I'm going to hack more on, on, on this target, I'm going to look at other scope assets because this is no longer worth my time. If I'm going to find anything, it's not going to be on these apps. Yeah. I, I've, got a, I've got a cool story about <laughs> learning how to cut your losses. This event, I, I found what should have been a bug but was not a bug there was a um there was a specific uh spot in the in one of the applications where it was taking a parameter via the hash and uh it was taking that parameter it was actually doing a domain validation on a different parameter and then using this parameter as mm -hmm. the API host okay. for for like their fetch stuff that they would do I with the API stuff. I had a very similar bug like this in the past. Actually. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And, um, but the, here's the thing with that. So typically this would be an easy easy dub, be, but um, there was a there's a CSP in place, a connect source CSP, okay? Oof. So that means I can't connect to any website that is not what they had to find. They've got one website uh, in scope, they've got self, and then they had star.googleapis.com. Okay, that's pretty broad. That <laughs> is. So I was looking into that. I was like, okay, what can I do with that? And lo and behold, the storage uh, API for, or the way you access Google storage buckets, yep. um, the S3 buckets of, of Google Cloud, is on storage.googleapis.com. I was like, great, I'll just upload a JSON file to a bucket and then. Um, you know, if I need to do multiple requests, I can like get the timing right, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I can change out the file and that sort of thing. So, so far, I, nothing has gone wrong. So this is great. Listen, <laughs> but this, here's, that's the problem, right? Because I go all the way down this, 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 you know, path and then it doesn't work at the end. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So I, I plug it in there, give it the host. It sends out the request, boop, boop, um, access control, uh, headers for, need to be in place. So you need access control allow origin header. I'm like, okay, shit. On the bucket? On the bucket. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, uh, you know, Google storage bucket, access control header, right? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, first, actually, I had a different idea. First, I was like, okay, maybe I, I can just use a data URL. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Actually, yeah. Yeah, and, why not? Right? And, and I was like, okay, great. And I, I opened up my browser and I said, fetch data URL, and it worked. And okay. I was like, oh, wow. I can I didn't know that I could use a data URL with fetch, and I can specify the content type Neither and everything. I. I was like, this is really cool. Where do you um, specify content type? In the data URL uh, oh. itself. It's like data, you know, colon, and then it says like text. Oh, oh like text. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Or application yeah, yeah. JSON or whatever, and then basic and it applies and when it fetches it too. Yeah, huh? and it does. It's clean. <sighs> CSP doesn't like data of course i don't know what i was thinking but i was really i was really um interested to that that like oh wow i can i can use a data uri with fetch so anyway then i go to the bucket solution right and so okay i need to solve the access control out origin header problem so i start googling that and there's a way to set it for the bucket i'm okay. like hell yeah so i go ahead and upload the thing and it and i'm like all right you know i got it set to star whatever no problem okay and i set it up and it's boop boop this request, this fetch request is 
with mode send credentials. So there needs to be an access control allow credentials true header in the okay. response. And you can't set that for Google Storage Buckets. But wait, Joel, it gets better, man. Okay? Okay. Listen to this, dude. Then I'm like, shit, what, how do I fix this problem? So I start researching, researching, researching. Also on storage.googleapis.com is the JSON API for the storage uh, interface. So okay. you can get like metadata on objects and stuff like that. Okay. okay. That one does return. Uh, it, it echoes the the origin into the access control allow origin header. Make that work. <laughs> and, and, and it has access control allow credentials true. Okay. So it's like, this is perfect. But how do I get my arbitrary arbitrary data in there, right? Because yeah. it's the metadata URL. It's not actually, or it's the metadata endpoint. It's not the actual content. Right. Well, there's this one weird parameter that says, instead of giving the metadata for this object, return the actual object content. And I'm like, yes, this okay. is perfect. I got okay. it. And there's a sync too. There's a window location.href sync that's right after the call. So it's, it literally, if it has a JSON attribute, then it just puts it right into window location.href. I'm like, hell yeah, this Dude. is XSS. Let's go. I mean, at this point so far, uh, you, I'm, I'm, are you Dude, pranking me? It's like, ups and downs. No, no, no. Okay. Ups and downs. Ups and downs, man. And then guess what? I send it in. JavaScript URI. Boop, boop. CSP, script source. Can't execute anything. I, I don't know why I didn't see it. I went on this whole thing. Right There's no the script source. And, and I just... It's a dead end. You can't do anything with it. There's no, there's no JavaScript you can execute. I, I've tried this and that and the other thing. Oh, here's the other thing. It caches the API host in session storage okay and then it will use that for another request that that has sensitive information in the url so i'm like great i can link that but when it sends the sensitive information via the url it clears session storage so it's like in session storage it's supposed to be per tab i figured out a way to, to get that to not work right okay. to, to cache mine and then use it on the page okay it's still it's still freaking they they clear session storage so i can't link the data it's, it's useless Wow. Okay, I was going to ask a couple of things if you had so tried salty, man. before I found out about the CSP. I was going to say, um, I was going to wonder if you had tried redirects mm. for the storage bucket thing to see if you could maybe redirect it to yeah. the URL you wanted or at like wrap it or something, but no. no. Now, the, the connect source is going to block anything and there's no way for you to make that initial connection because you can't make CSP, right. uh, you know, dot or, or a storage dot... Um, mm. What about like CSS, yeah. like CSS exfiltration? Yeah, but you, you, we have no, no, no. There's no, there's no way to inject. So then, then there's also sort of a way for you to get HTML injection, but it's in Angular's HTML injection thing. So it's just totally, it's it's wow. it's impossible, man. I've had six people look at it at the event, and wow. all of them are extremely talented client side hackers. Not a man. Dang. So. Ugh. Anyway, man, so disappointing. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I sunk probably eight hours into that input. Yeah. Um, and that was a mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I got the full length that I made it in the end, three hours in probably. And I made that extra hop to, oh, okay, maybe I can leak data via this, you know, poisoning the API host in session storage, maybe five or six in. You know, so maybe that, you know, if that clear session storage thing wasn't there, then yeah. maybe I could have actually gotten the exploitation. But one of the hardest things in bug bounty for me, man, is knowing when to cut your losses. For real? And I just suck at that. And and maybe sometimes that makes us better hackers and maybe that makes us pops bugs. But yeah. I think a lot of time it makes us lose, lose a lot of time. Well, right. And like, 
it's a trade-off, right? Because there's always like, if you cut your losses too early, then you definitely could miss something. Well, there's you, like you t- guarantee t- the miss, right? Like, yeah. I mean, assuming something's there, but yes, like the the miss is significantly more, but it, again, it, like equally, if you keep hacking, the miss also like the other scope and the other things that you haven't looked at, like that miss is still there. Um, and I, I, dude, I I've been thinking about this because I like I don't know if I should adjust anything, and I don't think I should like because I. I don't think I did anything wrong. Maybe, maybe I should have cut losses maybe a little earlier. Yeah. Maybe I should have spent less time on like the nitty gritty of, of the well, obfuscation and, and stuff. What, but what I would say, Joel, is twenty five hours is. I mean, you got a full time job as well. Yeah. So that I, I wasn't really considering that. I, I twenty five hours is not where I cut my losses in in normally yeah. in these sort of situations. But I, I didn't really take into consideration the fact that you have you know, limited time constraints right. with, with your full-time right. job. With too. full-time job, yeah. I was doing about six hours a day. I yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's, it's, that's, you know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, You know, you can't win them all. I think I, I've said that to yeah. like 10 people. At <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it happens. And yeah. um, I think I'm just going to apply the same, you know, go deep, right? Like that's yeah. what we always say. Go keep, deep. Keep and going, keep going deep. Just keep, keep going deep. Mm. And, and notes, right? Like I, I was taking a ton of notes and by the end of it, I was looking through my notes and I was like, I have nothing else to look at here. <laughs> Dude, we need to find that. Every time I, I say going deep in, uh, in with the bug bounty context, I think of that tweet by Tom Nom Nom. Do you know the one I'm talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. So dude, he, somebody like tweeted out a, I'll have to see if I can find it, but it's like one of the most legendary tweets I've ever seen. Someone was like, all right, bug bounty tips. You know, go deep, read the manual, uh, you know, push hard, something like that. And then Tom comments in a bunch of other ones that are in line. And then Tom comments, he's like, this is also my approach to sex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, you're nuts. This is such, and then it ratioed hard, of course, you know, like it's just amazing. I think it was Hack Luke. I think it was Hack Luke. Dude, that's so funny. Um, Wow. Yeah, man. Getting intimate with the application, as we say, is, uh, is, is pivotal. Um, to these sort of things. Uh, so yeah. And I will say, man, I am, uh, I am, I am intimate. Yeah. With many of the applications right now. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, not looking at a computer screen for a little while. I'm yeah. going, going out of the country right after this. Um, which is, which will be great. Uh, good time to relax. And uh, I'm just hoping these, these bugs pay out the way the way they should. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. I, I heard what your total is right now versus what you were expecting. And I was yeah. like, it's going to be a little tricky. <laughs> gonna man. Be I, I'm events. looking my at my phone because I'm like, ah, you know, and and then the thing is about these the the events too is you know it'll they'll make like a ching sound if you're downstairs, <laughs> you know, in the hacking room, and you'll get the you know the pings and stuff like that. So it's very like dopamine heavy, yeah, you know, yeah, very anticipatory. Yeah. So um, any other any other cool takeaways from the event for you? The only other thing that comes to my very tired brain right now is I've, I was very impressed with a specific set of business logic bugs from Douglas Day, uh, Archangel at this event. He really took his methodology and he normally collabs. We called, you know, we did an episode with him. We called him the king of collaboration. He did a solo, um, a solo event this time. Yep. And I was talking to him about some of his bugs and they're just elegant, Yeah. you know, and it, it just, it it exemplifies perfectly the idea of 
understanding what it exemplifies two things understanding the business and hitting them at their pain points and and really setting a goal for the application the other one is setting a goal for the application and just you know brooding it into having that goal yeah dude. Um, which is something that we talk about a good bit so i think he did a really good job with this i'm hoping he gets the payouts that he deserves at this specific one yeah um but you know we've got time to argue afterwards as well <laughs> yeah. so if it doesn't happen event day it's sad because you know you don't make it on the on the you know podium or whatever yeah. but um there's always time to debate afterwards yeah too, so. yeah i will say so i also did this event basically solo um and that was the first solo event i've done in a long time um i usually lean pretty heavy on collaborations because i really like collaborations and i think they're good opportunities but to be quite honest when you do a lot of collaboration it's really just like sitting around waiting for somebody else to come up with something and being like, Hey, I have this thing. Well, and you're like, I can help with that. I, I think for you, you know, one of the areas you shine is, is as an exploitationist, you know, like, like there's, there's a lot of things that there's a different skill set from, you know, exploiting a bug, exploiting a, a weird functionality and finding that weird functionality, yeah. finding the asset that's going to give you weird function. It's not necessarily recon, right? You know, recon could be finding the asset and that sort of thing. Understanding what is weird in an application really requires a more intimate knowledge of the application. Yeah. And then you take that and you say, hey, Joel, this is why it's weird. This is what it would be cool if it could do. And then, you know when you have strong exploitationists like yourself in, you know, that you can collaborate with, it works out really well. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you spend a long, a long time on collaboration, some of those other skills get a little rusty too. Yep. Um, which is, which is tricky and, yeah. and something you got to go in and be like, okay, I'm self-aware of that. I got to shake that off and be a little bit more resilient in that regard, right. you know? Yeah. It's going to take more time. It's going to, so. yeah, absolutely. I, I, I dealt with a lot of that during mm -hmm. this event mm -hmm. and the goal thing, um, I think that's one area I, I probably could have done better. I didn't set mm. as many goals this event, which yeah. I wish I had. I set a couple like soft goals. Like mm. I, I definitely set more soft goals than I did hard goals. Mm. And I wish I would have gone for more like hard goals, like really go after like, I want to do this thing. I want an ATO or I want to bypass yeah. whatever, like, yeah. and just go, go, go at that. I yeah. think it might've helped a little bit with the focus and sort of the direction of my hacking. Yeah. Um, and the one soft goal that I did pursue, it didn't really pan out for, mm. you know, it was just implemented securely. Um, so yeah, sometimes you run into yeah, that and you it did, just happens. You did snag the flag. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Um, so you've got, at least got something to show for it. Uh, but yeah, that, that goal, that goal oriented mentality is important. And then you've also got some, I don't know if you want to talk about the thing, but you've also got something <laughs> else going on right now. It's yeah. taking a lot of time. Selling a house, buying a house. Yeah. I'm moving, yeah. moving across the country. So I'm getting them on the East coast. So, so. we're going back to East coast. We're going to record in the same time zone. Dude, eventually. It's going to be clutch. So. And actually there, there's direct flights between where I live and where Joel lives yeah. twice per day. Yep. So we could hop down for an episode, hop back and it'd only be like a hundred bucks. Yep. So yeah. that would be super clutch. I'm very excited to have you back on the East Coast. Yes. So I'm I'm looking forward to like four to five months from now when hopefully everything is a lot more chill. Yeah. <laughs> I moved in. I am not dealing with constant chaos. This whole year has just been crazy, man. From plumbing problems to house sales to just nonstop. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping this is this is a uh, the bad karma side of the year and then the rest it can only go up from here right so the, so another thing that comes to mind about this event is um when you're working on a company that's very big and has a lot of different components and pieces to it looking at auth is absolutely essential look yeah. at understanding the auth flow 
very intimately is super important because um, especially when you've got companies that are, are buying other companies and, you know, sort of duct taping them into their own infrastructure. um, That auth piece is, is really, uh, really tricky to implement properly. And, uh, and there's also a lot of things you can do with, open redirects yeah. and with client side stuff and oh can i leak this specific piece of information by any of six different ways you know yeah. and if you can then you've really got a serious yeah. bug well um, i know you i mean yeah. you said i'm a good exploitationist you're at least as good as i am if not better bro because <laughs> Thanks, like man. to be honest like in order to exploit those kind of bugs you have to have an intimate level of understanding of the application you gotta have gadgets right because like you might look at the author awesome implementation and be like this this is just standard oauth like mm. I, I don't know what to make of this right but, but like you have to try stuff you have to know what to try you have to have sort of that that playbook of things to be testing things that you've seen before mm-hmm. things that you've seen around the app as well like other areas of login that you might be able to try and without that knowledge like you're just going to walk up to it and be like this looks like oauth next yeah absolutely the the knowledge of gadgets and um the whole process and where it might break down between all of these different Third parties, uh, vendors, you know, sister applications, all of that sort of thing. One of the things that's that's very interesting from the OAuth perspective is is first party OAuth applications where you don't have to approve consent, and third party applications um, where you know somebody can sign up and say, "I want to use XYZ Target for single sign on or whatever." Um, that's something that I've been seeing a lot, even outside of this event. Is like look very granularly at those flows and see if you can make any of them overlap. Yeah. Because the the first party flows often don't require you know any sort of user interaction to release information, right. uh, and the third parties do. And you can you know sign up for your own third party application. So right. uh, that's another really a really cool area of interest that I've been kind of piquing my interest lately. Yeah. Um. And then and then also. And then this is more relating to things before the event, but also in things I've been hearing about the event. Looking very closely at any third-party software that is being brought into a hyper-secure environment. If you're dealing with a target that really takes security seriously, um, they may have a lot of their their own shit on lock, yeah. you know, and you may not be able to do much with that. But um, when they say, okay, I'm going to bring into, you know, my application, this little weird feature, this little yep. analytics tool, or this little, you know, thing, yep. you know, little widget. Yep. Um, then a lot of times they expose themselves to undue risk and they don't do enough security code review and, you know, threat modeling yep. on those specific pieces of software. I, yep. I, I'm talking to you, Joel. I'm talking, well, <laughs> I'm talking to myself and, yeah. and I'm talking to the audience. You know, I know you know this. But, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, like, and, and just to highlight sort of like, Mm. whenever I see a company implement something Mm. from the ground up Mm. that is like a big red flag for me especially if it's something that's common right if I see somebody re-implementing that's true the flip side of this is very true as well SAML SSO like any of that that's like weird to me I'm Mm -hmm. like why did why didn't they just use some provider like (laughs) where did they mess up because did they read the RFC like what you know how how deep did they go on this that's true and where can I find you know one little crack that I can exploit yeah it's it's kind of like a catch-22 right because if you use a third party you know maybe they're you know let's say SAML like you said SAML is their shit SAML's their thing right um and you know you'd assume that their implementation would be better than your sort of you know, off the cuff implementation. Yeah. But on the other side, 
you don't know because yeah. you can't see the code. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's exactly. like, it's like, okay, do I trust this or yeah. do I not trust this? That is one of those um, things that draws me in all the time. I get so distracted by things because I'm like, mm. we've talked about this. I'm a big mm. dopamine hunter. So yeah. like whatever's like pulling my attention, I'll just yeah. like follow that. Yeah. And that, uh, that caught me a couple of times during this event. Like mm. they, they were using a specific, um, well, especially in a highly obfuscated environment. Yes. I'm they sure were using a really... specific tool for obfuscation that had really was piquing my interest. And so I kept getting pulled off to the side like oh how is this working oh maybe i can find a way to like systemically figure how that and it was just like not really relevant but i kept it was like giving me so much dopamine that i was just like oh let me, <laughs> i just gotta figure out how this thing works like i don't even care if there's a bug here i just want to know how it works like oh my gosh, you know dude. and um and, and this just, is why this is why when we work together it, it works really well because yeah. i'd be like joel are you staring at that endpoints <laughs> yeah there's yeah, no bug there joel. Oh like <laughs> there's not even a hint of a yeah. bug there he's like no i need to understand it you right know? and so like, even if i see sample like say i see yeah. like somebody's using like yeah. what uh, you know octa or whatever for sample i'm like Maybe I can, maybe I can break Octo. Like, <laughs> I am Sam. <laughs> like, maybe TCP is the issue here. I, I think oh my god. Maybe there's a fundamental HTTP core problem. Oh my here, gosh, you know? dude. So, hey man, those those sort of things exist. Um, oh, this is such a great tip, and I gotta shout out uh, Matan Bear for this one because he showed it to me. Um, and I went and read the HTML5 spec last night because okay. I was so intrigued by this. Did you know that image? I M A G E is a separate element from IMG? No. Well, it is well, yes. for SVG, right? Yeah. But if you put don't have it in an SVG context, the browser auto changes image to IMG. Wait, what? On so, the client side? Yeah, in the browser. So so it's like, okay, you know, how many things can we bypass with that? Because you know right. there's so many things Everything saying is looking like for image instead of image exactly right? and they're like oh this is an invalid html tag you know the outside of svg or something like that and it's literally it's crazy you, you go to your browser you type in image and you can even put on you know source and oh, on on error handles and that sort of and thing and html5 just, thing yeah it says specifically in the spec and it's hilarious too if you go to the spec it says uh change the tokens tag to image and then it says in and this is in the um in the uh, in the HTML body section uh, uh, of what you should do when you run into a specific thing. And it says, don't ask, is what it's don't ask? It literally says what? in quotes. <laughs> no way. It says in quotes, don't ask. And then it was funny, you know, because I was like, ah, man, I got to find more of these. You know, yeah. if there's any of these other weird little things, yeah. nothing else. And But I went through and it was funny. It says, if you encounter the sarcasm tag, Take a deep breath and move along. Is what it Not says, it, dude. I was like, "Oh wow!" How is the HTML5 spec so actually an engaging funny. read? Like, wow. <laughs> it's like this is great, dude. Um, I mean, so you're... shout out to the HTML5 people. That was it. Was I? I laughed. I chuckled a that couple is times. So funny, dude. Yeah. Um, now I kind of want to go read through it too. It's long. You reminded dude. me of the time when, when we were looking into that. Um, mm. Uh, what was it? The body tag or something? The, uh, there was like that weird thing. That we oh, got with in, meta or yeah, um, we got a base, base tag in the body tag? Yeah. That was super weird. Yeah. yeah. That should not work according to the spec. But the, that's the thing, man. I really wish um, Google Chrome or, or like Chromium would release a HTML5 as implemented by Chromium mm. spec. So it's like, it's just a description, but it's how they've actually implemented mm. it in Chromium, right? Because yeah. Otherwise, you've got to go and read this, you know, C, yeah. C code that's yeah. there. Yeah. Dude, Which, there are so many things yeah. that, that on that, like, that sort of aspect of stuff that, like, 
I have to hold myself back from the dopamine hunting because like um, we were, when we were talking with Yusuf, right, we were talking about like the browser will decide whether or not the user has clicked on something to determine whether or not like an XSS should pop. Right. And it's right. like, how does it, how does it determine that I've clicked on something yeah. or that I've done an action? Like, how is it actually doing that? Yeah. Right? How does the browser determine that? Like I clicked oh it gosh. instead of something dude, else clicked. Dude, it, they're or, in for such a good episode, uh, man. I can't yeah. even, it's going to be so good. It's you guys. So good. So good. He drops Google Chrome bugs <laughs> on the pod it's like it's amazing it's just like oh yeah there's this bug i had in chrome like he's like Sorry, you know what? this common feature that everybody uses yeah it's, it's so such crazy. a great implementation awesome um, awesome stuff uh alrighty, man um i'm exhausted yeah uh, me too let's go down and see if they're it seems like they've paid a couple more bugs so nice. let's go let's cut it for now and uh, go check in on that awesome. yeah that's the pod dude all right that's the pod thanks y'all peace